Welcome to episode 78 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, I am Ben Briggs. It's Saturday. Saturday, people. Uh, Saturday, the 1st of February, 2000. 2020. Uh, only it's not. It is uh, It's Sunday. I'm lying to you again. Why don't you just say Sunday, Ben? Why don't you just say Sunday, not lead us up the garden path? Um... You're just lying to yourself, Ben. Lying to yourself. Uh, yeah, I apologise for uh, the lateness of this. Uh, hey, we all lie to each other. We all lie to ourselves, don't we, sometimes? Come on. You never lied to yourself, told you you're better at something than you actually are? Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's Sunday, people, I know. It's about, uh, it's, it's 11 minutes past 10 on a Sunday night here in the UK. Scotland, England. Northern Ireland, Wales. I always get that wrong. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's about eleven minutes past ten, um, and uh, uh, I've finally got. It's a rush job, people. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's a rush job tonight. Um, trying to get everything sorted. It's been quite a busy weekend. Um, I had a gig Friday that I had to cancel because I was incapacitated um, due to the herniatic condition that's what i'm calling it now the herniatic condition that i have uh so i had to cancel that friday uh luckily uh that got covered okay so that was all right and then saturday night i was feeling a bit better so i um i did a gig uh last night and then got back fucking late jesus took me two and a half hours to get there three and a half to get back at that time of night because they close all the fucking roads at that time of night and then send you on diverts that don't have fucking... They, they just mysteriously end. Even the people putting out the divert sign just think, oh, fuck it. If they've come this far, surely they can find their way home. Uh, somebody seemed to plan it specifically for me last night, getting back from Leiston, Leiston, wherever it was, uh, in... Um, uh, on the East Coast, um, back to Northampton, seems to have planned it perfectly to add exactly an hour onto my journey. So I uh, hold my hands up and congratulate the fucking retarded bastards who um, sorted out the uh, divert system last night and then just seemed to give up on it. Uh, don't worry about it. He'll find his way home, surely, somehow. Uh, yeah, so that was a bit of a pisser. The gig itself was actually really nice. It was for Glass, Glass Eye. Glass Eye Comedy, uh, Danny and Louie, who uh, run those gigs um, over the East Coast way. It was, like a, it was like a hotel, but it had more of a sort of like pub feel to it. Um, really, it was in the main bar, um, free to get in, which you always think, oh, fuck, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. Main bar, free to get in. Uh, it was paid, so um, that was nice. Um, but uh, all the acts seemed to do really well. I got there about, I don't know, about quarter past nine, something like that, rocked up, and uh, I was closing it. So um, I just hung around at the back, as I do. Just hung around at the back looking moody, uh, so nobody approaches me, uh, just trying to work through um, some newer bits that I was going to try out. and. Um, then uh, uh, everybody did really well. Like, there was a few guys there who I knew. Um, 
from that, uh, from doing gigs for uh, Danny and Louis before. And um, they all did really well. Um, there's a few new guys who I hadn't seen before. They did well. I mean, like it was just a nice night. Uh, quite up for it crowd, different sort of like range of ages. It, it was it was good, man. It was good. It was nice. I'm going to say that anyway, but it was nice. And it was a good fun gig. I think I ended up doing about half an hour, 35 minutes or something like that. I went a bit off script, people. I ain't going to lie to you. It got a bit off script at times. Um, but uh, it was a good fun gig and a nice crowd. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was all right. But getting back late kind of like fucked the podcast completely. I didn't have time to do it beforehand because I, I was having my afternoon little snooze. Get them energy levels up, people. And um, didn't get a chance to do the podcast beforehand. So here we are now, four minutes into it. Um, but yeah, yeah, last night was, uh, and the new stuff like went nice, which is quite good. Uh, I'm going to be doing that stuff like when I go over to New York in a couple of days. That's another thing. I've got two days to prepare people to get Briggs Towers in shape so when I come home it's actually tidy rather than the rancid fucking mess it is at the moment <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you I am sitting in squalor right now um one of the acts last night as well not uh that this reminded me of saying sitting in squalor but was camping out that is dedication to the cause that is doing a gig in a place where you can't get back to and just like bringing a fucking tent with you and camping out um, fair play to him. It was a fucking cold night last night, man. It was a cold, cold night. But uh, I've been looking at a few places to go uh, in New York and that, and a few bars and stuff. Um, I might, uh, when I get over there, I'll get over there about midday-ish, I think. Might be earlier than that now, actually, because uh, um, of flights and that. But, um, yeah, that um, just looking at a few little cool bars to go to and stuff like that for a drink on the first fucking day I'm there. Um, so yeah, I'm in that in-between countdown stage at the minute. Uh, we've had a few bits going on in this country. People, people of the world who are not UK based. Um, we've been having a few bits going on this, this weekend, uh, because it was fucking Brexit day. Um, the day it's finally happened was on Friday 31st, wasn't it? Thank God. And you think, thank fuck that shit is over. Whichever way you voted, whichever way you went, it's over and you think we can all fucking draw a line under it and then you wake up the next day and you see all the fucking shitty posts from either one side or the other side or... And it's just fucking the media perpetuating everything. I know. It sounds like a conspiracy. Hey, man, it's an easy thing to say. It's the fucking media, man, manipulating all this shit. But um, it is, you know, it is people. They just fucking, it's clicks, isn't it? We're a clickbait culture now. We just click on the fucking thing and just get annoyed and angry. I'm doing it right now, right now. Just looking at all this shit that people have been posting and fucking things in the news about people posting like things through tower block doors or posting them saying, hey, you've got to speak English now. And it's, oh, fucking hell, man. Really? Is that what we're doing? People having fucking Brexit parties and all that shit? I don't know. 
there's something patriotic about it, which is good. But then patriotism always seems to sort of like just tip over into racism as well. (laughs) Doesn't it? You get that Union Jack flag in your hand and you start fucking, you know, battering minorities with it. One minute you're waving it, the next minute you're whacking it round some minority's head and ushering them out of the country. It goes to people's head. There's something about that red, white and blue, man. It triggers us like fucking, like a fucking bull to a fucking red rag. It might be the fucking red on it. I don't know. Any other countries out there have that? You don't, I don't know. I don't seem to, you see that sort of patriotism in, um, in America, the old flag waving and that. But I've never known of any other countries that are just as bad for that as fucking, I don't know, there must be, you know. You don't see Japanese people fucking going around, you know, in Japan doing that. Maybe we just don't get that sort of news over here. If any Japanese listeners out there, let us know how racist your country actually is. (laughs) There ought to be a poll done. A polden of the most racist country. There ought to be a fucking league table where you get promoted or demoted. And the idea is to finish bottom of that fucking league in the racism charts. England would be up there, I think. We'd be up there. I know we're quite a multicultural society and we're very tolerant of each other, of the uh, the gays, the lesbians, the trans people. They're on board now. They're in the tolerant stage and um uh we we're uh tolerant of different cultures than that but there's still that element man there's still that element who have got a voice in this country there always will be i imagine there always will be it's the same as america 99 percent of the people over there i imagine are okay it's just the fucking you know and they you know it's just the shitty little fucking things they come up with in it um I don't know. They're treating. It seemed like they were treating like Brexit Day, like VE Day at the end of the war. Some people, you know, still going back to that. The old flags coming out, which is a good thing. That's good. You know, if the Queen comes, wave the old flag and that sort of thing. But it always tips over into something. You're all like, oh, well, this is okay at the minute. There's a few grannies um, waving a flag. Then they go home for their tea, and it's just the skinheads left. (laughs) And that's when it starts fucking kicking off, people. Uh, I don't know. But uh, anyway, that happened Friday. Nothing's really changed, to be honest. I've still got my tea in front of me. Yorkshire tea. Like tea used to be. Uh, My Yorkshire tea in front of me. I'm still in a rush. Still doing this rush. It's a rush job. We got a rush job on tonight. What what was that from? That's something. That's triggered a memory in uh, in my head. That was a fucking compilation video years ago. That was a football goal of the season compilation video that they used to sell. Does anybody remember that? There used to be, uh, I don't know why I'm asking you. I'm not going to get an instant response, am I? But does anybody remember those compilation? Um, They used to do goal of the season compilation videos years ago for football. Must have been, uh, must have been 80s. If I've quoted the Rush job, uh, Ian Rush scored a goal on one. There was a fucking... I had 
videotapes of that. Whereas now you can just, you used to have to buy those, go into a shop and buy those and see the greatest goals of the season. Um, and uh, yeah, they'd have like goal of the month each, each month. They'd have like about six goals that they'd show and they'd do it month by month throughout the season on the uh, video, videotape people. And um, you'd watch that. They're a banana shot. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's another one as well. They used to be fucking, yeah, they used to be. I remember watching those videos when I was a kid. And they used to be, uh, we used to have a uh, a Pele skills video as well. Sitting there in uh, um, in Northampton in my parents' home as an eight-year-old child watching Pele doing kick-ups with a fucking grapefruit. <laughs> Thinking I can relate to this guy. Um, yeah, the banana shot. Watch the bicycle kick. That was it. And the fucking, it, it was like really grainy video. Like the Pele training video was like really like grainy video. And it was that sort of like, you know, that South American video quality. We've all seen it. It's too yellow. That's what it is, isn't it? It's too yellow. There's something weird about like the video cameras in South America where they turn all the yellow up on it. I'm not being racist there, people. But it's just like, it's like old, like when you see old American sitcoms and they look a bit too yellow. English TV is a lot different. It seems a lot bleaker. There's more blue in there. There's less yellow. I suppose they're trying to warm it up and make it homely and shit like that. I don't know. Whereas in England, you don't need to do that because people are going to fucking watch EastEnders anyway. <laughs> no matter how fucking bleak it gets. Um, EastEnders is a sitcom over here, by the way, guys. Just to uh, keep keep the connection with our foreign listeners there. Um, foreign to us here, obviously, not to yourselves. Um, just covering your ass there, Ben. That's what we do. But yeah, this uh, uh, video of Pele, um, it used to take you through a step-by-step -step how to do a bicycle kick, how to do a banana shot, uh, which they said, uh, which I imagine in the 80s was still called a banana shot. It's just like putting curve on the ball, isn't it? See how Pele um, puts his left foot right next to the ball and then hits across the ball with the outside of his boot. Uh, yeah, that's good. I'm going to try that uh, over Abington Park tomorrow morning at the age of eight and see how we get on and then hoof it over the fucking bar. <laughs> I'm not sure I quite got the skills, baby. Um, but yeah, that was uh, the in-step drive. Knee over the ball, head down and follow through. Yeah, it was some American geezer on there or whatever doing the fucking voiceover. <laughs> Ah, good times, good times. Many an hour wasted in front of that uh, videotape, sitting there making little notes and that. Foot next to the ball, head over the ball, knee over the ball to keep it down. Uh, yeah, many an hour wasted watching that uh, video, as we do with our lives these days, people, don't we? It's no different. Get, get that Pelo video on Netflix so we can all watch it and uh, learn from the master himself. Um, I went slightly off track there, didn't I? I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, yeah, so bre Brexit has happened. 
The country is finding itself, which is never a good thing. Somebody put that. That's what somebody put. The country is finding itself today. That's it. Like it's gone on a fucking gap year. It's more like a gap three years, isn't it? That's what it's... uh, And it's never good, is it? Anyone who goes on a gap year to find themselves, they all come back a little bit more wanky. Don't you think? Anyone who goes, like, travelling, I've always found, this is what our country is doing at the minute. It's essentially going travelling to find itself, and it will come back slightly more cunty than it went away with some boring stories that you can't relate to. But they've managed to have this experience and then it'll get on with business like people do. They go on a gap year, then come back and then just start a regular job. And it has no fucking effect on their life whatsoever. They just come back with a relatively lame-ass stories that none of their friends can relate to. And uh, about going to Australia, I imagine Australia's nice. The only thing I've heard about Australia is other people having gone travelling to Australia telling me about Australia. And it is one of the most, it's one of those boring conversations when you're just like, oh God, how much of this shit have I got to put up with? And you have to put up with that for the rest of your lives if you're friends with these people because every fucking thing is then related to what they did in Australia once, like 20 years ago or whatever, when they finished university. I don't know. Anyway, that's what our country's doing now, people. There's better ways to find yourself, to find out who you are. Isn't there, people? I'm sure there is. Let's have a little bit of tea. It's going to go quiet, people. Just chill out. Think about how you would find yourselves in this tea-drinking break. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, there's better ways to find yourself than that, isn't it? End a relationship. That's how you find yourself. <laughs> that's how you find about how how people uh, what really people really think of you, isn't it? Just end a fucking relationship and read the fucking text messages streaming through. <laughs> oh shit, maybe I am a little bit uh, selfish, and uh, maybe I do have uh, attachment issues as well. Thank you very much. That's just saved me a trip to Australia. That's it, people. That's all you want to do in your gap year. Just get in a relationship in your gap year. At the end of that year, just end it. That person who you've ended it with will then let you know exactly what your flaws are. And you can fucking work on that. You can say you're going to get a bit of sex in the meantime. Um, You're going to save yourself the ticket to Australia what's left of it after the fires. And you get to find out about yourself as well and your little flaws you need to work on. What better way to find out about yourself than that? To have somebody uh, who you were once close with giving you a character assassination and a list of things to work on. That's what I do, people. That's what I do. Trying to be a better person. Trying to be a better person. It's difficult. It's been a difficult week, people. Difficult week. Um, yeah, so, um, that's what I would do. That's what the, the, the stage the country is at at the moment, which is essentially what they're doing. They're breaking up. We need to heed the advice of the Europeans at the minute because we've just broken up with the Europeans. We need to heed their advice. 
their lists of things that we need to do to change. And then we need to work on ourselves. That's how we get back together as a nation. We're still a divided country (laughs) with this fucking Brexit shit. It's still going on. You think the 31st of January, it'll all be over. And then there's still both sides just fucking nitpicking at each other. And everybody, most people just standing in the middle going, oh, for fuck's sake. Nothing's changed as of yet. It may do. We've still got our medication. We've still got our NHS healthcare. Even though they're going around cancelling operations, that's another thing that's happened this week. The op has been cancelled, people. It is no longer the 14th of February. It is going to be at some point in March. So I've got a little bit longer with the old uh, herny hernia. And, um, yeah, it's a bit shit, really, isn't it? But uh, that's what you get for free healthcare, people, isn't it? That's what you get. Um, let's have a look. Uh, what are we on? 20 minutes. Let's have a look at some uh, stories and see if we can garner something out of this podcast today. Um, thank you for bearing with me for the last 20 minutes. Holy shit. Uh, what have we got here? Oh, fucking hell. There's, uh, <laughs> I've still got... <laughs> this is how sad I am. I've still got like the page open from Wix that I was lo- looking at coving earlier. That's one thing I'm going to do. That's how you get back on track with your life, isn't it? Get a bit of coving uh, in the old flat. Let's have a look. Um, you can now buy. This is this is it. Anybody out there um, looking for a cheap funeral, you can now buy a do-it-yourself coffin kit to help keep funeral costs down. The relatively inexpensive kit includes a fold-out coffin duvet set and urn. All for the bargain price but it doesn't include undertakers, a grave, or transport. If you've got an urn, surely uh, you're not going to need that much of a grave. They can just sprinkle you about a bit somewhere, can't they? A Japanese company has come up with an ingenious, if a tad morbid, here they are. The Japanese, as mentioned earlier, if a tad morbid way to keep funeral costs down, a build-your-own-funeral kit, the the thrifty kit, eerily reminiscent of an airfix model. (laughs) Do you have to break off the little bits with the air kit, like the airfix models you used to get, and then put the glue over like that, paint it up afterwards? Contains everything you need to go six feet under with ease and costs roughly 256 quid. Fucking hell. Though the kit does uh, have some additional costs, such as ground rental and burial costs, the idea could be, in theory, save grieving relatives thousands. Yeah, that's what they want, because they want your money, people. These relatives, don't trust them. Um... You get one wooden coffin, one small metal urn, uh, one silver box for storing bones left over from cremation. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. That is brutal. A duvet set so your bones can be nice, which includes head pillow, mattress, and comfort comforter duvet. I don't think... You, do you need that? Do you need a duvet? Um, I'm not sure you need that, really. One DIY funeral handbook. (laughs) Do you have to switch the fucking oven on yourself when you're cremating yourself as well? You get a little stick just to press the button and then the door shuts down and you're in there. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, The CEO of Tsubasa Public Utility Company, who manufactured the kit, said this manual contains information on how to carry the body how to lay it down and when actually cremating, how to make an appointment, how to pay, how to do it at the crematorium, and those things are explained. 
Jesus, it don't look too bad, actually. For 250 quid, there you go. If you're going to get cremated anyway, do it. DIY funeral kits. There'll be DIY suicide kits out soon. I tell you, there will be. Just inject this into your fucking eyeballs and let it melt your fucking brain from the inside. Ah, dear man. Jesus Christ. That is, only the Japanese would think of something like that, surely. Only they would uh, come up with an efficient way to bury yourself um, in a cheap casket. Jesus, man. Fucking hell. So it's out there there for you people. If you're thinking of dying soon and you're poor, head over to Japan. That's the way. That is the future. The future of cheap burials. Here we go. We've got another one. Woman with 31 fingers and toes, cruelly branded witch by neighbours. <laughs> oh, that's fucking brutal. You fucking fingered witch. A uh, woman born with 31 fingers and toes has spent her entire life hiding at home after being branded a witch by cruel neighbours. Move, sweetheart. Get on the internet. You should be a fucking fast typist. Type in. Straight on right move and fucking move. That's it. She could be fucking using multiple laptops. It should half the time, surely. Kamari Naniak, 63, has polydactylism, a common abnormality at birth where the person has extra fingers and toes. Jesus, yeah, fucking hell. Her feet look awful, to be fair. Her feet kind of look like elephant's feet. Her toes are like going round in a little circle. It looked like a fucking cog on a wheel. Um, with 19 toes and 12 fingers, Kamari enters the Guinness World Records for having the most digits in the world. That's it, man. Fucking hell. Get, get those digits. Hey, can I have your digits? Uh, but she said her condition has plagued her for an entirety of her life and means she often feels forced to stay inside. Counting the hours. <laughs> Could have cleaned your feet, sweetheart, as well. She does not have enough money to get medical treatment and claims cruel neighbours call her a witch and avoid her in the street. Uh, Kamari from Gangjam District in Odish. I'm no better, am I? Laughing at the fact they call her a witch. It's just that idea. It's got to be, It's in India. She's in India. So it's got that, you know. She's different. She's a fucking witch thing. That's very, you know. I'm not saying, you know, that all parts of India are quite, you know, not as advanced in their thinking as maybe more cosmopolitan areas of India. But these back places in India, ah, you're different. You've got a couple of extra toes, you fucking witch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, Jesus. The residents nearby are too much into blind face, believe that I am a witch and keep away from me. They sometimes come to see my condition, but never help. I'm forced to stay indoors as I'm being treated differently, which is not a nice way of treatment from my neighbours. No, it's not. One of her neighbours who was aware of Kamari's condition said, she's a fucking witch. <laughs> no. Says others in the, their small village put too much belief in superstition. What is a superstition with too many fingers and toes that they believe in? I know that she has a medical problem and has nothing to do with what others believe her to be. I feel so sorry for her that she cannot even afford to get herself treated. Fucking hell. Do they not get any money for being in the Guinness Book of Records? 
In some parts of the country to this day, women accused of black magic are killed by lynch mobs. Oh, fucking hell, Jesus. Yeah, there we go. You know, it's like here about fucking 400 years ago or whatever, isn't it? Jesus. Poor old fucker. Uh, so she's, um, yeah, she, <laughs> you know, gloves. Gloves and shoes are going to be a problem for her. You know, the rest, everybody else is, um, they're not going to fit, are they? That's why she's walking around like that, staying indoors. Bless her. Fucking hell. We're also educating her neighbours to treat her better um, with love and compassion and that she is not a witch. She is not a witch. Well, you don't, there's only one way to prove it. In the old school way, if she swims, she swims. If she doesn't, uh, what is it? If, if that was the old thing, wasn't it? If she drowns, she's not a witch. If she lives, she is a fucking witch. Jesus. Fair play to her. She looks a bit lonely standing there in the pictures. I hope she got some fucking money out of that and all. Um, Maybe become a typist. I don't know. Something like that hand model. I don't know, man. Sell your stuff. Sell your story. That's what she's done. Um, what are we on? Let's have a look. Oh, fucking hell. We're nearly at the end, people. We're on 29 fucking minutes. Holy fucking shit. It's been a bit of a rush job. I ain't going to lie to you, people. It's been a rush job uh, this time. Um, episode 78. Late back last night. Doing stuff today. And uh, we've managed to bash it out before fucking 11 o'clock. So, um, this, that was episode 78. A episode 79 will be coming to you live from New York. And I should uh, be able to update you of my adventures in the Big Apple. New York, New York, so good. They named it twice. Um, so, um, yeah, have a good rest of your week and whatever's left in the UK. Um, you've got an hour and 20 minutes. Um, less time than that. Obviously, your weekend is going to be over uh, by the time you probably listen to this. Um, have a good rest of your weekend, people of the UK and people of the world. I'll be back on Tuesday. We're, we're going to be coming live. I say we, me, innit? Live from New York. Um, have a great weekend, motherfuckers. I'll speak to you then. Take care.